right, Jenny B, we are at episode four of season two. We're talking more about emotional weight loss because everybody's feeling it right now, right? Uh, I think they're feeling the weight gain. <laughs> and then there's a few people who feel extreme loss. <laughs> yes. Yes. Life right now is very interesting and it is creating circumstances of feelings of bitterness and anger, feelings of frustration, feelings of being thwarted, having all your plans come to a crashing halt, feelings of overwhelm, feelings of boredom, feelings of stress of like, don't have enough me time, alone time, don't have enough vacation time, don't have enough travel time. There's uncertainty. There's no stability. <laughs> like, what do I what can I plan on? Uh-huh. Us planners, we're we're not. It's hard. Yeah, and then I mean, there's a sense of grief for a lot of people. Uh, people who are feeling the grief of of this innate knowing that life's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And we don't say that to Bob because we want to buy into this whole discourse of new normal and whatever. It's just this reality that billions of people have chosen to uh, to kind of jettison how life used to be because of of concern over over a virus and because of the um, the way that governments have reacted to it and so they're grieving yep they are <laughs> and they like nobody knows what's normal and so there was uh, the poundage of spring 2020 that went on a lot of people yeah the cor- the quarantine the quarantine <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have some habits that we can establish though because we kind of got through that pretty well we were really hyper aware we were hyper aware of it and we okay. got through it great but there were several chocolate runs to the grocery store yeah just for chocolate not for anything else but good chocolate guys good chocolate <laughs> low sugar low sugar chocolate you know basically like the baking chocolate <laughs> we, we make a delicious low uh low sugar uh chocolate bark yep. where we take a kind of a, a low sugar baker's chocolate and we melt it with some coconut oil and some pr- chocolate protein powder and and some agave and then we freeze it with some nuts and it's nuts delicious. and raisins and yep that's what got us through <laughs> <laughs> um but you know like one of the reasons I'm, I'm gonna be completely vulnerable right here because i was like you know what i have dealt with the emotions that have caused my weight gain and i am done with those things but then a new emotion came to the forefront for me that would cause me to put on weight and that was grief yeah yeah and you saw it coming on i did and you even talked about it you gave me a warning I was like, which wasn't so much for me as it was just for you to acknowledge what was happening yeah i i'm i am grieving i am putting on a few pounds and as i talked to my siblings all of us were like yeah i've gained like 10 pounds <laughs> yeah and uh, so it's real but awareness is the first step mm-hmm. and if we're not aware of what's happening then we just get frustrated we're like i'm just gaining weight <laughs> yeah that's true i'll tell you though for me i didn't gain weight no you didn't the day before your mom died i couldn't eat i lost weight so, i had a really hard time having anything go past my sternum yeah 
So there was a time in that two weeks after your mom died where a sliver of cantaloupe could tide me over for two hours just fine. And if I put any more food in my body, I just had a miserable stomach ache. Yeah. And so that happens. You can play both ways. Well, so now's a good time to tell about our friend who had two different emotional weight issues with two with different the weight. deaths. Yeah. So I have a friend and um, the first death in her family, she didn't eat. And like to the point where her parents took her out to dinner and said, order anything, please. She's like, what looks good? I don't know. And there, and that comes up. And so for me, once I finally admitted to my own family that I was not eating, they were like, just whatever you want in our house, Jenny. <laughs> when I was over there, I'm like, okay, I'll have some watermelon. <laughs> um, and then the second death in her family was a lot of eating for her. And that's, and so it also, I, when I was looking at it, um, if you're empathetic, if you're kind of an empath, you kind of um, can eat according to the people around you who are also grieving. And so when the first death, she saw someone shrivel away and die by not eating, she kind of did the same. And the second death, it was deal with it by eating, so she did the same. Which is interesting because I'm a huge empath, but I let you be you, and I let me be me. And we've had such practice in staying in our own lanes that because I got in, I'm in my own bubble of love. Thank yeah. you very much. That's what I that's what I coach. <laughs> like stay in your own bubble of love and don't pierce into mine. <laughs> so you did you and I did me and we did it differently. And then I finally like day ten, suddenly had this appetite after we went on a little hike. I was like, hey, I want to eat dinner. I'm gonna go home and make a nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so we deal with that and we deal with uncertainty. What other life patterns were in your weight gain or loss of life? Well, so we've talked, I think we talked briefly in, in the past of, of uh, feelings of self-rejection and feelings of overwhelm. And actually that's, it was grief and overwhelm that we're combining in the last uh, six to eight weeks um, to, to cause me to put on about eight pounds. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And, um, and I did this, I, you know, I did it knowingly. It was not an accident that I was putting on, putting on weight. Um, uh, because I was like, I, I just recognized, I was like, this is, this is one of, one of the things that I'm doing. But I also recognized, I was like, there is a time limit on this. Like I am time bound on how long I'm going to allow myself to feel this. Hmm. So, um, but I... I got the new um, opportunity with Eddie and the Unleash Your Strengths community. Um, and then right after that opportunity came, then mom started getting really, I mean, her health really started to deteriorate. And so the combination of having those responsibilities plus the grief was creating that stress, overwhelm, and grief mm -hmm. all at the same time. And they were just kind of coming together. Going, yeah. You didn't stop exercising mm -hmm. either. I, that was key for me because exercising. There was there was one week when I, I it was the week of her death. Like no, was, we didn't go at all, which yeah. is just completely understandable. Yeah, and um, and I got back to the gym that that first day, and I was just really feeling the like the both the combination of I'm exhausted, but 
oh, I've got something to just energize me again. Mm -hmm. And so, right, I held on to the one habit that I was like, I can hold on to this habit and kind of keep me through. But what I noticed that I wasn't doing, the main thing that I was not doing during these feelings of overwhelm, stress, and grief was I was not using oils before eating. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, what that looks like. That's one of your success principles. It's totally a success. Like, use essential oils before eating. I wasn't taking my digestive essential oils internally, like, um, you know, good quantities of that. And then I wasn't combining those two practices with intermittent fasting. Were you still taking your supplements? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because sometimes that's one of the first things to fall off the bandwagon when you're getting overwhelmed is you go to the I'm not worthy of supplements and that falls off first. Yeah. So you have to kind of remember that that's really, really, really important. No matter what food you're consuming, consume that first. Right. And um, anyway, so we will talk about some of these success principles as we go through. Like we'll, we'll teach you a lot of more in, in the book. Um through the process of, of this podcast. But this may, this thing is, is to help you recognize that there are these patterns in your life. And if you were to chart your, especially if you've been on a weight roller coaster, and I'm speaking specifically to people who have ridden the weight roller coaster. Mm-hmm. If you're a mother who's had lots of children and you're just up and down, up and down, up and down. There's and, feelings that go with each pregnancy in delivery and that's what's showing up in your weight roller coaster it's not just baby weight it's not the poundage you gained because if it was just poundage you gained it could be just all baby poundage babies themselves are a good 20 30 pound package and if it was just that it would disappear in the blink of an eye that's not what it is it's emotions and it's also the emotions of the baby that you are carrying yeah can you go into that a little bit more yeah so, um, what did you notice? Well, what we've talked about, we've noticed is that the first three children that Jenny had, it was a steady put on pounds. Mm-hmm. Like you put on pounds with number one and you put on more with number two, then you put more on with number three. Mm-hmm. And then you came to this point where you're like, whoa, my health is falling apart. I got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And that was at age 26 for you. Mm-hmm. So you go and you start fixing it and then... You have baby number four. And baby number four, um, you, uh, I mean, she eats like a bird. She doesn't eat. She well, does, for actually. The most part. She and up like until recently. recently yeah. Well, she's, she's going through a gross work, but. Yeah. Um, but she is, is a, a type one child, light. Mm-hmm. I was 100% vegan during her entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I so. smoothied and salad my way through her pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so when when she was delivered, you didn't. I didn't put on extra weight. You didn't weight. put on a whole lot of extra weight. And then you had a three year gap between number four and number five. And that time you were like uber focused on being healthy. Yeah, but I didn't get like super skinny till after number five. Right. But and yeah, after number five is when you got really you got down really low. And but. Um, Baby number five is a very chill child. He was very still, very go with the flow, very easygoing. And so you 
I think there was just no, there was no radical change of emotion in your system because he shares that same energy type as you. It's true. We didn't even vacation. We just stayed home. Yeah. And just did things at home. While you were, and then when, after he was born, you you went on a couple trips with him in tow and it was easy because mm-hmm. he was just a really Chill easy baby. baby. Yeah. So there was no radical change in emotion. And then number six comes along and you have... He's a really bouncy child, but he's your inverse. So Jenny's a type two, secondary one, and and our sixth child is a type one, secondary two. And so you were just really bouncy and light and fun during his. Mm -hmm. And so you enjoyed going down to the trail Mm -hmm. and exercising down there. And you just, you actually went running. You trained for the the 5K that we ran in the Bahamas. Yeah, while I was newly pregnant with him. (laughs) Which was like, Unheard of for me. Yeah. But then after he was born, our complete life went on. Our life changed completely. It was upheaval. It was constant change. Nothing Nothing structured or stable. And and I just gained weight. And then with number seven, she was in the midst of all that. So She was in the midst of that. And she, and and (laughs) I don't think we've talked about this in a podcast. And excuse me if I'm repeating myself, but she's a type four and and she radically changed Jenny during the pregnancy. Like Jenny was a type four person. I was like, who are you and what did you do to Jenny? You were so mad. <laughs> and then I just flew back at you and I was like, I don't know. Maybe she get used to being married to a type four for a few minutes. And we both went, oh, our baby's a type four. <laughs> and so everyone's just like type four mom for a few months. Yeah. And, uh, and we witnessed this in a, a few other mothers that, uh, that, that their babies were radically different in energy type than, than they And so they acted very different as pregnant women. Um, okay, so I'm going to point out one thing. This Please. is something I shared in a private Facebook group that we have for our own personal customers and clients. Um, so it, this concept is the same. In the midst of all this, there was actual body system slowdowns that people would say, well, that's what caused your weight. So if I, if they were, if I were a doctor, I would be like, well, that's what caused your weight gain. Whereas I'm not a doctor and I say, no, the emotions are what caused your weight gain. So I'm going to go back through the same situations. I'm going to explain a few, a few more things. So standard American diet, sad diet, first three pregnancies. After the third pregnancy, I test positive for rheumatoid arthritis. I radically changed my diet. I reduce inflammation foods in my body. Um, sorry, eliminate them altogether. Weight loss. Okay, so that people will say, but this is what my body just did. Like I just tweaked my knee when I bent. Well, do you do that every day when you bend down? No, it just happened this one time. Again, that's an emotion that just showed up for you to pay attention to. But then if you look at the emotional upheaval of our lives between number six and number seven, what happened? Two of the supplements that natural thyroid I was taking and my liver cleansing supplement went off the market and my thyroid crashed. And so people would say, well, of course you've gained weight. And I was like, well, yeah, but my life situation was also emotionally upheaval. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's really interesting that it's, life will show up with circumstances that for the logical-minded person will say, well, duh. And for the emotionally-minded person, it's, oh, there's something way deeper 
way significant when you deal with the emotions and the logic of the uh, physical manifestation of it in your body lift singles away yeah and i think that's the i mean that's the main thing that we want to inform people of is that there are these emotional periods of time that either will cause somebody to lose significant amount of weight or put weight on and it is all combined and it's a holistic approach with with the food with the exercise that you're doing at the time with the supplements that you're taking at the time with the, the changes in your body system because over the course of the last couple years since the, our seventh child was born you've been much more focused on hormones and, and understanding how hormones are affecting you mm -hmm. both from a from a mental health mm -hmm. standpoint and from the physical health standpoint yeah I was really getting into that and you discovered that this phytoestrogen supplement that you take was like critical and the bone bone nutrient supplement were critical for your health during your menstrual cycle for you to be in a good mental space right. <laughs> either not crying or not angry <laughs> right and even for our young girls who are developing their own bodies those two are huge but then i go into liver cleansing do you know what emotion is hidden in the liver anger it's stored in the liver. And so when you cleanse the liver, you usually release anger. So you got to know that's coming. And oh my goodness, I love, love, love liver cleanses. I, think <laughs> I don't. Best. I get the brunt of it. <laughs> no. Only on the first round or two. And then after that, you don't know that I've been taking it every day. That's like, it's become, there's just a normal of peace in the home again. So all of them play into, into that. But um, you mentioned your two major emotions are overwhelm. And grief and you became very acquainted with grief over the last many years because I could say I easily have gone to 10 funerals for your side of the family alone in the years we've been married and that uh, can play a lot into the weight gain that maybe one family will see excessively whereas me I need stability I got to know and I got to plan. And when those are up in the air, it's very, very difficult for a weight loss to happen. Yeah. I got to know that life is good and happy. And so these days with the uncertainty in our entire environment, I mean, I can't tell you how much, not only was I really focused on um, being really attentive to my own emotional needs, your emotional needs and the emotional needs of our kids after your mom died, it was what to do about school. Every parent, what do I do about school this year? And that uncertainty is not comfortable. Like, what do I do? What do I do? So there's going to be a lot you guys will notice as the listener on what is your emotional roller coaster? And are you ready to deal with it? Because that's yeah. key. Yeah. Some of us are like, oh, yeah, I'm not ready to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want that to go away. What which, if, would you? Yeah, I know you've got stories. Will you share one? Well, well, which is why, as part of this comprehensive holistic approach, we teach people to recognize the emotional side. But if they're not quite ready to deal with the emotional side, we still have all of the tactical health 
approaches that we can do. You can use the supplements. You can change the diet. You I can put you on oils. <laughs> I'm like, here's your oils. Start using them. Stay happy all day long. And that starts to clean up their energy system without them even having to pay attention to what am I feeling today. Right. It's true. I um, like they're my secret tool. <laughs> secret superpower. <laughs> uh, but what we... What I found when I was first introduced to the concept of emotional weight loss, I was like, oh, this is what I need. I knew I needed that. And I also knew that I needed time to be ready to implement it. That's true. It goes back to being offered HCG and giving it a try and then saying, oh, I can't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's pay paleo. Uh, it was keto. Oh, keto or paleo. <laughs> and you're like, well, I could do that, but I know what's really going on in my body and I'm just not ready. Yeah. And so it took you time to get the mental space to be ready for this. Right. And and, and specifically with keto, and I, maybe I've mentioned this before, I can, I can never remember who I tell my stories to. So if I <laughs> You like to repeat them. <laughs> um, but I observed a number of people do keto and be very successful with it. And I've observed some of those same people um, have everything come back once they couldn't continue with keto. And so I knew, because I have this, I have a tendency to be a little bit of a maximizer. So I, I'm like, wait, if I'm going to put all this effort into changing, uh, overhauling my diet, I mean, in keto is an overhaul. It is. Uh, if I'm put all this time into that, then I've got to be, I've got to make sure that it's not going to come back on when I'm done. So it's not an overhaul of diet. It's an overhaul of what patterns are playing in your life. Mm. Like when you look at some people who have done keto, the stressors in their life didn't get better. They got worse. So or, just yeah. the daily tasks on their list didn't get better. And so the weight packed on heavier the second time because of that. They, they just couldn't get rid of life. Yeah. And so you also have to look at like what's going on in your life if you want life weight loss, lifelong weight loss. It's not just a quick fix with food. Yeah. It's emotions and it's situations. And like I said, like for us, stability, stability of income, stability of location, living in our own home for an extended period of time helps immensely for me. <laughs> <laughs> and renting, that's why versus buying rent, you know, knowing that the house is ours versus well we rent we rented in spokane for four years but we were in one place for four years and we knew we could be there, be there forever if we wanted yeah. to be because we were welcomed there by our friends and so um it was for I'll, I'll finish with this one story is uh when you got a job steve and you started working in corporate america to advance in your career you had to relocate and so that plays back into that system one more time where every child was a relocation. I was pregnant with our first one when we relocated to New England. They wanted us to relocate before I gave birth to our second one. And I was like, no, give me six weeks after birth. So we waited eight weeks and then we moved again, which was not easy. And so then we're there in Arizona and we just barely buy a new house and I'm pregnant and birth and you're in the middle of an MBA program. So I'm like doing the mommy thing all by myself in the middle of hot Arizona with no swimming pool. <laughs> like that was emotionally so difficult. <laughs> 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 so, 
So to put me back into an environment where I was like, ooh, I can wear socks in the fall. I'm stable. You know, just the area looked more like what I grew up with in Spokane. It was, it was fun and it was stable there. Yeah. And you were happy in your job and you weren't working from home. So your job stayed at your job. That was huge. So things played in to what was stable for me and what was important for me versus what overwhelm looks like for you. I think we just realized that I need to go rent an office. <laughs> <laughs> I have asked you to stop working in the bedroom. <laughs> but when the kids come home from school and they start doing online school, you can't. I can't work. There's nowhere else to be. I can, I'm not going back into the closet. Don't push me back into that closet, dang it. <laughs> I should build a shed in the backyard and air condition it. Right. Like our next door neighbor. So anyway... We're getting off track here, but you see that these it, patterns, That's not off track. Well, I mean... That was like, I'm oh, wait. The closet. Realization. <laughs> I know, but realization, like, oh, if we were to take this one step further, if we needed to lose 10 more pounds, what do we need to change to start looking at your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. What do we need to change? Yeah. Really cool. Oh! Big insights There's and always something to learn. So that's the other thing, as you said, where you're like, I did it. It's gone, right? I cleaned up that emotion. It's gone, right? And it's like, guess what? You're not dead yet. Which means that the emotions will still continue to come. <laughs> and it's a matter of just your strength. Have you have you increased your strength muscle at dealing with it? And I have. Oh, you totally did. You totally did. Because you could have put on 30 pounds this I, month. I, 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 I <laughs> easily. easily put on 25 pounds over the last... 90 days. Yeah. But so, you didn't. So big wins. And make sure you celebrate your own big wins. Okay. Um, that's my thoughts for all of this. That's great. Well, what a wonderful episode. Uh, we will catch you all on the next one. And thanks for listening today. See you later.